I think by the time we release this episode, uh, INS Virat would have completed its final journey to the port of Alang uh, to be scrapped and probably made into motorcycles. motorcycles. <laughs> I am not sure what they're going to do. I think they do. should come up with a car this time. Car. Yeah. Yes. They Ka- can do a lot of things, right? You know, with that. Car made of uh, aircraft carrier scrap metal. And 100% it would be like, you know, premium quality material. So they can actually make a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why are we talking about INS Virat? So INS Virat used to be India's flagship aircraft carrier till 2013. Um, till INS Vikramaditya was uh, commissioned uh, after it was bought from the Russians. So INS Virat was previously called HMS Hermes and it was part of the Royal Navy. Uh, It was laid down in 1944 during the end of the World War, but uh, they kind of stopped its production manufacturing because uh, war got over and they didn't really need uh, another aircraft carrier. But uh, finally, it was made and put in uh, commissioned in uh, 1959. It served for the Royal Navy for around 25 years and in 1984 it was decommissioned. Then India bought it from uh, the British for $65 million in 1987 and it served with the Indian Navy till 2017, uh, till it was uh, finally decommissioned. $65 million seems to be pretty low price for a Yeah, but it was already almost like 30 years old, right? Yeah, but... uh, Actually more than 30 years, yeah. Right, that is a uh, cool. That's interesting. But before we start this episode, I have a couple of things uh, to say. One, uh, there is a small correction in the last episode that we published about the internet. Okay. Um, we spoke about the Tor browser. You remember? Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that Tor stands for the Onion Router, right? And I tried to be over smart saying that TOR stands for some recurring uh, abbreviation where T stands for TOR and all that. That is nonsense. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) TOR just stands for the onion route. I win. And if you go and see uh, that page uh, where we have put up the episode, you would would see like you actually put it as T-O-R capital letters, right? T and O-N-R were capital. But uh, my friend Rakesh Krishnan reached out to me saying that it's actually T. T would be capital and OR should be small letter. Okay, That's so it's not necessarily it. kind yeah, of yeah. an abbreviation. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. So that change. Uh, and to clarify, Rakesh works, uh, you know, he's in some security something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he works in some kind of security thing. The less we know, the better. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing is, uh, you started this episode talking about uh, Virat being the flagship ship of the Navy and all that. Aircraft kind of carrier. Aircraft carrier. carrier. Do you know how this flagship term started coming out? In the no. sense, you see that in every tech review that, okay, this phone is the flagship phone and all that. Do you do you know what is the origin of flagship? It used to carry the flag of the country. Yeah, so, so uh, when ships used to go as a group, right? So the ship in the front used to carry the flag. It can be a country, a king or ruler, whatever it is. So that ship was called flagship. Oh. So that means ahead of everything. Mm. And if you translate that to phone world it means that that is the best model that or okay. the one which has everything kind of a thing okay 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 i didn't know that but so i don't know I... if virat is actually carried a flag it was ever be a flagship because i don't think aircraft carriers really are the ones which will be in the front of the group see what i from what i've researched what i know is that when virat was uh, india's aircraft carrier we only had that one so. yeah so that it makes sense to call it flagship because that was one of the most advanced ship or it would have been one of the greatest ship in uh, Indian Navy at the time. 
but uh, if you look at the the actual definition of flagship uh, aircraft carriers usually travel as a group there'll be a set of destroyers sometimes submarines and all an aircraft carrier would always be in the middle of this group yeah. right it's called tactical group or something yeah, like yeah. that Uh, so that they can prevent aircraft carriers have very minimal uh, it's vulnerable weaponry and stuff yeah. like that right so there are these other ships that uh, prevent yeah yeah them from being attacked yeah so uh, i think from 97 to uh, 2013 it was the flagship uh, aircraft carrier of india because till 97 we had ins vikrant hmm. as the uh, aircraft carrier of india oh so you're saying that from 97 to 2017 we had only one aircraft yeah. carrier You know what the interesting thing is once when i was traveling through kochi i saw an aircraft carrier i'm sure that it was after 97 and before 2017 so that means i have seen ins virat it might also be ins vikrant which was again scrapped and it was always in the port <laughs> was it scra- scrapped in kochi uh no i don't think so it was not scrapped in kochi but yeah actually virat was in the shipyard mm. uh, kochi shipyard for a long time so it might have been unless virat. it is some i don't think it was an indian uh, ship i still remember maybe maybe yeah so vikrant was uh, india's uh, aircraft carrier from 61 to uh, 97 that is what became that yamaha yamaha which company was the one which yeah bajaj bajaj yeah bajaj. it was it was turned into you know the bike bajaj i don't remember what its name is it had a v written on v. its petrol tank victory i think it was victory bajaj victory okay. or something i'm not really sure so that was uh, decommissioned in 97 and uh, it was used as a museum till 2012 like a floating museum yeah thing. yeah and then scrapped in 2014 15 so yeah uh, so as we talk ins virat is on its way to uh, alang the port when of alang a, in gujarat when is it supposed to be scrapped in a week no no, no it'll uh, take it, a long time right? it will take at least it will take at least like 9 months or something it's, because it's huge right see I, i'll give you uh, the the basic uh, what is that description about this thing um It has a displacement of twenty-three thousand tons. Its length is to twenty-six point five meters, and it used to run at a speed of around twenty-eight knots, which is fifty-two kilometers per hour, and had a range of around ten thousand five hundred kilometers. And this was diesel-powered, yeah. right? That's yeah. why the range yeah, is ten thousand. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's huge. So it takes a lot of time for for you know the company which bought. I think it was Sriram Group or something, mm-hmm. uh, which is a company which buys and scraps. old ships so they ordered and they're going to scrap it scrap it probably in 9 months to 1 year so it's on its journey right now so let's get into the episode welcome to another episode of right trend geek show we are your hosts vishnu and shankar and in this episode we're going to talk about aircraft carriers which is the largest aircraft carrier in the world right now i think it is uh, this new one which was built by uh, america is that the gerald ford is that the one or is it nimitz i don't remember no no nimitz used to be the biggest one mm. but right now it's uss gerald r is that ford. is that uh, in the oceans now have have they launched it yeah yeah they have okay. launched it so this aircraft carrier is 337 meters long and has a displacement of 
100000 tons so that is much bigger than what titanic used to be yeah much much bigger and uh, it can travel up to a speed of 30 knots more than 30 knots 56 kilometers per hour and has a range which is around it, it's it's said I mean, to be unlimited <laughs> it it works on nuclear power yeah so it can go around for like 20 25 years without refueling and it costs <laughs> around 12.8 billion dollars and another 4.7 billion in r&d so it's one of the most expensive it's anything the most expensive already, yeah anything built ever yeah not just aircraft carrier. carrier i think it would be the most expensive machinery built yeah. in the whole world yeah yeah wow. and the smallest aircraft carrier is uh, the one which thailand has it's called htms chakri naurabet mm-hmm. okay I, i'm pretty sure i ruined it it is 182.65 meters long and has a displacement of 11486 tons so in comparison it's almost like 110 89000 tons less yeah, than so like this one yeah 110 and goes at a speed of around 25.5 knots which is 47.2 kilometers per hour and then has a range of 19000 kilometers which is more than ins virat because it's relatively new it was made for around 285 million dollars in 1993 i wonder what mileage these ships give <laughs> it's not even talk about it would it. be it's tons per kilometer or something like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the inception of you know the first kind of aircraft carriers you it, you can trace it back to you know balloon carriers so in the 19th century um the navies used to use balloons mm-hmm. which used to be launched from ships with probably like some incendiary bombs or something like that to uh-huh. to be sent mm-hmm. to like uh, their any the enemy lands and it just burst and you know come down and fall into the ground and burst isn't that mostly at the mercy of the winds and stuff like that yeah so one of the example is uh, on july 12th 1849 this austrian ship called sms volcano uh, tried to drop incendiary bombs in the city of Ve- balloons in the city of venice okay but <laughs> it failed because of because the wind blew in the opposite direction and most of the balloons fell in austria act of god yeah during american civil war gas filled uh, balloons were used by um, the union but not on ships right from the ships oh. they used to send it to like you know confederate areas to like oh, do uh, reconnaissance ocean, maybe mm. they used to like you know use it for reconnaissance purposes and then uh, balloon carriers were used during world war 1 by most of the navies the britain french german italian uh, russian and swedish but uh, these were usually you know decommissioned by the in between the war and turned into like seaplane carriers so you must be wondering what is seaplane right well i'm not wondering because i know what seaplane you know right is. so <laughs> anyone who has watched tailspin they would know what a <laughs> yeah. seaplane is but that tailspin to be if you strictly honestly that is not a seaplane it's an amphibious plane yeah yeah because it can land on uh, yeah. land as well as sea a seaplane is strictly something that actually takes off and lands in the sea yeah it'll have that boy kind of thing yeah it's called ru- yeah. Uh, what is that called runners or uh, something yeah, yeah it, instead of wheels it has uh, stuff that floats in the water yeah so seaplane carriers uh, were invented because seaplanes came into existence in so tell me this uh, So seaplane carrier may where will seaplane actually sit on the deck or will it be floating around the ship <laughs> No no on the deck they 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 used to you know uh, seaplanes were uh, invented in 1910 uh, 
and uh, what the seaplane carriers used to do is like they used to carry it uh, on the carriers and they, when they used to just release it into mm. the water and from that it'll just Got take it. off and Understood. you know land once it lands this uh, seaplane carriers used to use cranes to pick it up and put it on the that would be carrier. easier even today right instead of having these fighter planes land on the deck but the thing is like the time taken for a crane to like yeah. take it back and also like you know just release it into the water it it, it takes a lot of time right so the first seaplane carrier was uh, called fordre f o u d r e it was developed by french in december of 1911 this was later modified with a 10 meter flat deck in uh, 1913 10 then meter. yeah hmm. then uh, the britishers they came up with hms hermes which was actually a, a normal battleship but they converted it into a seaplane carrier in april may of 1913 making it the first uh, british seaplane carrier and probably the first one to take part in world war as well uh, yeah probably but It there was were 13, like right? yeah before that uh, there were other countries who uh, also you know made mm-hmm. uh, seaplane carriers like for example in december 1913 the same year us they came up with uh, uss mississippi okay. which uh, turned out to be their first uh, seaplane carrier it was also a converted one so they never used to like design it as a seaplane carrier they used to take existing ships and turn it into a seaplane carrier the first naval launched air raid happened in 1914 during world war 1 the imperial japanese navy seaplane called wakamiya lowered like four morris farman planes seaplanes uh, using a crane and it bombarded german forces mm-hmm. so uh, one thing that you should know that in world war 1 japanese used to be with, with the allies, allies. Right? Yeah. yeah so they uh, used this method to bombard uh, german forces and uh, the naval raid of uh, the zeppelin base in uh, germany in 1914 actually it was the one which demonstrated that seaborne air raids can be effective to the europeans so that's when the britishers us and other allied forces they started you know uh, knowing the potential and invest more into developing seaplane carriers and there were like many ships which used catapults mm-hmm. to launch uh, seaplanes and this was usually ma- mainly used for reconnaissance and later they used to retrieve it using cranes as we said earlier and this was this method was actually p- popular during world war 2 too mm-hmm. then came flat deck carriers this was mostly you know the seaplane carriers it used to take a lot of time to unload and reload into the carrier so they came up with flat deck carriers which can actually carry the planes which can land and take off from the runways on top of the ship yeah on top of the ship the first successful launch of a plane from a stationary ship took place in november 1910 the pilot was uh, eugene eli or eli it's e l y yeah eli. and i think uh, it is eli yeah so this happened by you know they took a cruiser called uss uh, Bir- birmingham and they fit a structure on it which could actually help the plane take off and the first landing took place on 18th january 1911 on a structure fixed on uss pennsylvania it used an improvised braking system okay where they used sandbags and rope to like connect it to the bottom of the plane while it was landing on 9th may 1912 Uh, this commander called charles ramney samson became the first pilot to take off from a moving ship mm. and he took off from this battleship called hms uh, hibernia 
During World War One, aircraft carriers used to be used in an extensive way. HMS Ark Royal was the first aircraft carrier to be used in World War One. Uh, it was a merchant ship which was converted into an aircraft carrier, and it was launched in like fifth September of nineteen fourteen, which took part in the Gallipoli campaign, which was one of the campaigns which took a lot of time for the Allies to win. So yeah. So uh, we keep saying HMS as a prefix for all the ships which are uh, from the United Kingdom hmm. and USS for all the US ships. So HMS actually stands for uh, Her Majesty Ship or His Majesty Ship, hmm. depending on who is ruling the country. And USS stands for United States Ship. Uh, and INS is uh, for Indian ships, so Indian Navy ships. Okay, that's a good insight. Yeah, I yeah. think each country has their own initials. Yeah. So. The first ship to be designed as an aircraft carrier was HMS Furious. Britishers were the first one to design it that way. Ooh, and uh, so yeah. I think the captain was uh, this guy, or uh, Vin Diesel or someone. Was it Furious, right? Yeah, it was not just Vin Diesel. Even Dwayne Johnson. The full family was there. Family. Yeah, his family. There were no friends though. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, <laughs> launched in uh, 1916. It took part in the in World War Two too. So it was uh, from 1916. It was there till you know at least 1939. Mm. And uh, the first time someone landed on a moving aircraft carrier happened on August of 1917. Uh, the squadron commander called E.H. Dunning, he landed his plane, mm-hmm. becoming the first person to do that. Right. But again, five days later, trying the same trick, he died. Oh, yeah, it, was, it, it mean, was just a tragedy. I think even today it is a dangerous yeah, thing to do. It's a, it's very dangerous. But still, uh, I think it's... A lot better than how it used to be in 1900s, Mm. 1910s. So, um, the first ever carrier launched airstrike took place on 19th July, 1918, uh, during the Tondon Raid. So, uh, seven planes were launched from HMS Furious uh, with around like two bombs, which were around like 23 kgs. And they dropped it in in uh, dropped it at a German Zeppelin base. So Germans were still using Zeppelins. So Zeppelin is this airships, right? Which are lighter yeah. than air uh, uh, balloon ships kind of a thing. So yeah. it, it used to be propelled by engines, but uh, it was kept afloat by using hydrogen or helium. I yeah, think. I'm not I, sure which one. They changed yeah. to helium after the Hindenburg yeah, crash. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these uh, carriers, after launching the air- airplanes, they didn't have a recor- recovery system. They could not, you know, let the planes come and land back on the aircraft carrier. So two pilots, they ditched their plane in the sea and uh, rest of them, they landed in, um, you know, a neutral ground in Denmark. So this is what happened during World War I. Uh, it played a big role, but uh, compared to World War II, it was not that much. But still, uh, the navies, they realized what potential it holds. And in between um, the war years, there were like a lot of restrictions which was put in place. Uh, there was this treaty called uh, Washington Naval Treaty, which uh, took place in 1922. It limited, you know, the tonnage, maximum tonnage of uh, aircraft carrier to like 27,000 tons. This sounds a little bit like F1 rules or something. Mm, yeah, but like, why would you want scale. to? Why would you want to limit? Like, it's war, right? I can build how much ever... Uh, I mean, I can build a huge ship. Why should there be a limitation? Yeah, so that they can avoid cl- conflicts, you know, big conflicts in the future. <laughs> so that's why, you know, to limit the arms race, they did this. And HMS Argus became the first full-length flat deck uh, carrier in September of 1918. So full-length 
uh, flat deck in the sense it has a runway for the planes to like you know land and uh, take off and uh, the us got its first full length uh, flat deck uh, aircraft carrier in 1920 when uh, they converted this uh, ship called uss langley but it did not enter service till 1927 uh, it was actually a different one a different us aircraft carrier which was actually the one to be commissioned it was called uh, uss saratoga and in december of the same year the uss lexington was also commissioned so these were the like like the countries which were pioneers at developing aircraft carriers and the first purpose built aircraft carrier even though it was hms hermes so before this ins virat was hms hermes which was commissioned in 1959 the royal navy already had an hms hermes so this was just a tribute mm-hmm, to that earlier one, one. Mm-hmm. so they had laid this uh, hms hermes as a all purpose aircraft carrier uh, in 1918 uh, but it was actually a japanese aircraft carrier called hosho which was commissioned before this oh in 1922 hms hermes followed suit in uh, 1924 So why is it called a full length flight deck aircraft carrier because um, it had two main features which most of the aircraft carriers have right now which is uh, it had a full length flight deck and it also had starboard side control tower mm-hmm. island so island, yeah. you know starboard starboard is right side so yeah basically there are like few things which you should know about ships if you want to know what is starboard and all that so so starboard is the right side mm. then you have uh, stern which is the back yeah. then port is the front no port is left and bow is the front uh, bow is the front and port is left yeah. starboard side control tower island means the control tower is on the right side yes. and uh, so hms hermes became the first uh, full length flight deck uh, wala aircraft carrier mm. and uh, it also had a hurricane bow like the oh. bow had like you know uh, you know if you look at normal ships and aircraft carrier it has a wide hmm. ending right you know the front part has yeah. like it's very really wide so that the p- runway is like proper so compared to ships it has a wide hurricane shi- uh, sized bow and its sister ship called hms eagle uh, was commissioned two days later and uh, but unlike hms hermes it was a converted ship so in between uh, world war 1 and 2 there were like lot of advancement which happened um, in aircraft carriers so till then aircraft carriers used to carry only like torpedo bombers which was also used for reconnaissance and dive bombers which was again used for reconnaissance and then there were like fighter planes which used to like f- escort bombers or like you know uh, go with fleet uh def- fleet for like defending it from other uh, battleships but then uh these used to have like you know foldable wings so that it can be easily uh, fit into this thing since the commission of hms illustrious in 1940 armored flight deck were developed so this allowed the aircraft carriers to like carry full sized planes mm-hmm. then came light aircraft carriers So before that there were like two types of aircraft carriers which were like escort aircraft carriers and merchant aircraft carriers. So these used to be like heavy and uh, couldn't go a lot faster. So uh, this light aircraft carriers were created so that it could travel faster and avoid torpedoes and all that. So it is said that any aircraft carrier which can go over 30 knots uh, per hour could actually escape from a torpedo and 
Germans had U-boats which were fitted with torpedoes. So light aircraft carriers were a way to like you know uh, protect uh, aircraft carriers from torpedoes. This merchant aircraft carriers were made with a flat deck which could only you know carry around six aircrafts. So yeah, it used to be mainly used for you know carrying uh, mo- you know supplies and all that cargo ships Mm -hmm. yeah cargo ships and it had the six uh, aircraft carrier just to like protect it from sudden attacks or something then uh, the introduction of escort carriers saw that aircraft carriers could have at least like 20 to 30 aircrafts in it it was much more equipped but it was not that fast and uh, it also had proper maintenance compared to merchant ships merchant aircraft carriers this merchant aircraft carriers the the planes used to be it used to sit on the deck there is no other platform where it could be you know uh, parked there were no hangars and all that but uh, escort aircraft uh, aircraft carriers used to have it then there were car- catapult aircraft uh, merchantmen where they had like one aircraft in it so if there is a threat they would just catapult it and try to help the aircraft carrier once but it doesn't have a recovery system so Mm -hmm. the plane once it's launched it has to like come back and land on sea or if they find a neutral land or something Mm -hmm. they have to land there yeah so these were the advancements which were made in between the war time but then world war ii happened in world war ii royal navy japan royal navy had like around seven aircraft carriers japan had 10 then u.s had another seven Mm -hmm. so if you look at it um the U.S. got into the war because of Pearl Harbor, right? right. So the main objective of uh, Japanese, the Imperial Japanese Army was to like cripple U.S. naval power. Mm. And why they chose Pearl Harbor is because aircraft most carriers. of the aircraft carriers used to be in port there. Right? I think during the attack, they lost around two or three of them. Yeah, right? yeah. I, uh, yeah, three or four. I'm mm. not really sure. But they missed the mark because I think two... Two aircraft carriers which were supposed to be there that day were not there. Mm. So, yeah, from that we can see that aircraft carriers used to play a major part in, you know, warfare. Why? Because it used to work as a base on the sea. If you wanted to attack like a different continent, if US wanted to attack some Germany, they either had to like have a plane which could travel from North America to uh, Europe, which was not there which could carry like armaments and all that. But rather than that, they could use aircraft carriers, park it near the mainland and send attacks from there. So that's why uh, aircraft carrier used to be a major part in the Navy during World War II. But it was more vulnerable than other uh, ships. So battleships and U-boats could easily, you know, uh, fight against aircraft carriers and sink it, which can be seen, uh, you know, which is evident uh, when the U-boats it sunk HMS Courageous hmm. in 1939 and uh, German battleships they sunk another um, aircraft carrier called HMS Glorious in 1940. The first taste of victory through aircraft launched from aircraft carriers took place in November 1930 when HMS Illustris uh, it incap- incapacitated uh, several battleships of Italian force. Mm-hmm. So even though Italy, Italy used to be a major force during World War Two, right? I think it was just in paper. Mm-hmm. They were just someone who used to like stand behind Germany. Right. I think it was fight. mostly supporting them. Uh, yeah. And one more thing you should know is that Germans, they relied on U-boats. 
they never really launched a major carrier mm. and italy even though they started construction and conversion of ships none were launched except this one called graf zeppelin by the german during world war 2 so when these other countries were amassing aircraft carriers including japan these two you know stayed behind and they kind of suffered because of it and one major uh, f- battle where uh, you could see the authority of aircraft carrier was have you heard of uh, this uh, two ships made by germany called bismarck and yeah, trippitz yeah i've heard of bismarck right yeah. so the allied forces were like really scared about them building these ships because it was equipped with state of the art facilities and all that but aircraft carriers um, which were like ark royal and hms victorias were able to like slow down bismarck in 1941 and there's a interesting story about how trippets yeah it hid in a scandinavian right. sea, sea line and survived till 1944 but then again it was also sunk so yeah there you could see the uh, the upper hand uh, aircraft carriers used to bring to the navy I think one of the reasons uh, although they, those were submarines those days uh, these were mostly diesel powered submarines right yeah. so that means uh, they had to come to the surface once in a while for them to collect for the uh, submarine to collect air so that diesel engines could be kept running even underwater but in today's no, uh, new nuclear powered submarine it can stay underwater for months so if they had this technology then it would be virtually impossible to find the submarine. yeah germany would have won the you know battle in the sea then japanese they came up with uh, this aerial torpedoes uh, to be used again aircraft carriers in 1939 like the plane would drop these torpedoes it'll go through shallow water and come and hit aircraft carriers then um, the battle of coral sea uh, which happened in 1942 was the first battle where two like aircraft carriers fought between each other there was no land involved but the thing is like you sh- what you should know is like the aircraft carriers never came to a point where they could see each other so they were like doing air raids with the sh- aircraft which they had on on the uh, ship so th- that's what the the whole scenario of uh, naval warfare changed because of aircraft I carriers i think aircraft carriers also played a major role in the battle of midway as well I, that was my right. next point okay. so what happened was like uh, after uh, the battle the, the pearl harbor incident they kind of crippled the us and they were planning to do this um, attack on midway so midway islands are somewhere near hawaii right yeah hawaii so um they had four aircraft carriers fitted with a lot of aircrafts so they wanted to like uh, lure the us air, uh, aircraft carriers to like come near midway so they could entrap them and attack with the uh, dive bombers but the thing was like there that is where the cryptographers came into play mm. they got to know about the japanese plan and they uh, you know coordinated with the navy and before the japanese could attack the us navy with their three aircraft carriers they attacked um, these guys japanese and they were able to sink all four uh, aircraft carriers of J- japan mm. which you know crippled the japanese navy and it it's actually a turning point in the pacific theater of warfare during right. world war 2 and yeah if you want to know more about cryptography i think we have done an episode with our friend rupan paul yes. i think it was the 50th episode or something was it 50th episode yeah <laughs> so that was a long time back we'll link it to the 
show notes i was almost going to say bio but yeah we'll link it to the show notes and you can check it out if you know want to know more about cryptography and stuff right. and then in uh, the battle of philippine sea uh, which happened in 1944 mm. it was the largest aircraft battle of world war 2 you know how many aircraft carriers were involved in that fight battle 10 24 wow. yeah and around like 1350 carrier based aircraft were deployed in wow. that uh, battle then uh, because of the sinking of all four uh, japanese aircraft carriers the japanese they made this uh, aircraft carrier called shinano which was the largest aircraft carrier built during world war 2 it was 265.8 meters long and weighed around displaced around 65800 tons mm. but the thing was like before they could actually commission it they launched it for some test trials and all that the submarine called uss archfish came, came and, and sunk it <laughs> so even before like like it's the same story like how uh, bismarck and uh, tripits right you know faced you know which was the major us uh, aircraft carrier during world war 2 is it after, named after a president or something no or a state of us no or a city in us no <laughs> i have no idea something was named after this um, ship actually this aircraft carrier it was called uss enterprise Ooh, can you imagine shuttle. yeah star trek oh, star the whole trek. enterprise was named after this or, oh, or was this named after star trek because i don't know when star trek star actually trek, came star trek i think it started in 1960s right that yeah that is a tv series when was yeah, the story yeah. written story written was uh, you know somewhere there only i read about it like okay. yeah the the <laughs> whole name of enterprise uh, in star trek i'm not out, a big fan of star trek or of this so. yeah so uss enterprise uh, gained its name for you know some major battles and all that so post war some developments were made they started you know landing and uh, take off of jet powered uh, aircraft on aircraft carriers from december of 1945 so this uh, jet powered aircraft carriers used to be like heavier and uh, bigger and had more power so it was like a major task then angle deck decks were introduced in aircraft carriers during the same time where uh, the carriers used to have the 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 deck used to be like little angled around like 9 degrees to the to one side so that they would have like a longer run runway the angle decks actually helped uh, aircraft to be parked Uh, on one of the sides and not affect the takeoff and landing of uh, other planes and then ski jump were introduced after world war 2 ins virat had a ski jump which was actually uh, installed in it later on so what happens when you have ski jump is that it created an angle upward angle it's like a ramp yeah it right? w- it's like a ramp so when the plane takes off it would take off in an angle and it'll mm. be easier for it to fly off then uh, there was also this idea for a flexible deck thrown thrown around during these times which was like you know they would create a rubberized you know inflatable kind of deck where the plane could come and just right. you know and then land. fold it later <laughs> yeah kind of but it was it never took off then um, steam catapults were introduced which was a lot more powerful than hydraulic catapults for uh, the takeoff of so what uh, happens when uh, during takeoff on a aircraft carrier is that the planes will be under full power of its own engine but that usually is not enough for the short takeoff 
so there are these catapults which are fitted on the planes which pull them at very high speed which will which lets them take off at a uh, you know a very sh- with a very short runway that is on the ship right yeah yeah then post world war conflicts uh, major conflicts were uh, korean war yeah aircraft carriers were used first is the korean korean war then um, of course vietnam yeah. right <laughs> this even the vietnam war it was used then uh, colonial powers used to use again colonies Sigurdi. even after post colonial periods you know <laughs> france netherlands they all used to use it then was you, there a aircraft carrier from france lying around in pondicherry or something <laughs> not pondicherry with some other uh, french colonies so yeah uh, during the indo pakistan war of uh, 1971 ins vikrant which mm. was scrapped and made into a bike no a lot of bikes yes. <laughs> it actually was deployed in andaman um, so that the forces of pakistan in east uh, pakistan couldn't which, do which, anything which is, which, which is presently Bang- yeah bangladesh mm. and then the us uh, aircraft carriers were used during vietnam war then hms hermes which you know uh, became, later on became ins virat was used during the falkland war well yeah the vulcan thing which happened exactly, it happened during yeah, the yeah. falkland war right they were actually going to decommission hms hermes in 1982 but then suddenly this this falklands war happened so they had to like pause it and make hms uh, hermes the flagship uh, aircraft carrier and it was also accompanied by hms invincible but i think uh, we should do an episode on falkland wars and invite jeremy clarkson as a guest yeah uh, he has done a documentary on it right well don't you remember the whole top gear story of oh, patagonia that, that, no he didn't do a documentary <laughs> on that he did a documentary on world war 2 something but yeah this one would be fun <laughs> he would he again want to go to argentina right you definitely want probably to probably he'll work remotely this time yeah <laughs> then even during the persian gulf war um, the afghanistan war and the invasion of iraq the us force they used to use aircraft carriers as a serving base for aircraft so yeah right now the major forces have a lot of aircraft carriers i think uh, us has like around 11 or 12 11 of uh, nimitz uss nimitz mm. aircraft carriers that type and then one gerald r four that's see that number on the outright that number might sound very small but the fact of the matter is one us aircraft carrier is uh, more powerful than almost 70% of uh other countries air force right air so, force wow yeah. so that is like if you have 10 of them like you're covered then yeah so that's what uh, the history of aircraft carrier is so just a little bit of brushing up about india and aircraft carriers the active aircraft carrier that india has right now is ins vikramaditya as i said it was uh commissioned in uh 2013 uh, it has like 45400 tonnage is it indigenous displacement like did we build it no 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 i was about to say that it was actually uh, a modified kiev class carrier which was from, uh, used by Russia. russian it was previously called admiral gorshkov and uh, yeah we bought it from russia <laughs> and i think only two countries have nuclear powered submarines right america yeah. and france even russia ha- oh russia had submarine cars submarines but i think in, in when it comes to aircraft carrier only um, us and france have yeah i think so yeah yeah Fra- i think ones. france came up with the first nuclear powered aircraft carrier could be and uh, the retired aircraft carriers which uh, india which india had was ins vikrant which was 19.19500 tons uh, it was another uh, aircraft carrier which india bought it was x 
എച്ച് എം എസ് ഹർക്കുലീസ് ദെൻ ഇറ്റ് വാസ് ഇൻ സർവീസ് വിത്ത് ഇന്ത്യ ഫ്രം സിക്സ്റ്റി വൺ ടു നയൻറ്റി സെവൻ തേർട്ടി സിക്സ് ഇയേഴ്സ് ഐ തിങ്ക് മോഡേൺ എയർക്രാഫ്റ്റ് കാരിയേഴ്സ് ആർ ബിൽഡ് വിത്ത് എ ലൈഫ് സ്പാൻ ഓഫ് അറ്റ്ലീസ്റ്റ് ഫിഫ്റ്റി ഇയേഴ്സ് യാ ദെൻ ഇറ്റ് വാസ് ഐ എൻ എസ് വിരാട്ട് ആസ് വി സെഡ് ദെൻ അണ്ടർ കൺസ്ട്രക്ഷൻ വി ഹാവ് വൺ കോൾ ഐ എൻ എസ് വിക്രാന്ത് it's a homage to this hms hercules which so was started like to hms second yeah uh, it it would be around 44000 tons it would have 44000 ton displacement and it is being built in cochin shipyard expected to be commissioned in 2021 but because of covid 19 oh. they had to stop it so probably the date will be moved to around 2024 yeah if possible i want to go for the launch of that i don't know yeah, if they allow public I'm to i'm not sure but at least that, if we can probably stay at some of the uh, airbnb nearby fort kochi we could see it right <laughs> i think if you stay in uh, Taj, which is on Wellington Island, probably oh, you yeah. might get a glimpse. Probably. Because it's pretty close to the shipyard. Probably. Then uh, we are also planning um, another aircraft carrier called Lioness. We, in a sense, uh, government, India, right? The government. <laughs> <laughs> we, the government, right? Everything the government does is for us. Yes. INS Vishal, uh, which would have a displacement of around 65,000 tons. What is this thing with uh, all the aircraft carriers having names starting with V? V? Yeah. Virat. Oh Vishal Vikram I have no idea maybe they 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 just want to go with the I flow I can suggest another name for a new one Vishnu yes <laughs> yeah <sighs> if if they're keeping this tradition that perfectly we should have a vijay i think <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, INS Vishal is planned to enter service in 2025 but i i think it's highly doubtful because of the whole situation now but again if you look at these these names they all mean big right vishal yeah. means big Vik- Virat means big Vikrant I don't know exactly what it means but I yeah. think it might be something related So that's all about aircraft carriers hope you learned something about it Thank you so much for listening